The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. AEW successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for July 5th, 2023. I am your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you from the OTS Beer Garden live with my guy, Shy Town Smart. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Man, what is going on, bro? How's your 4th of July treating you, man? Or how did it treat you? This past weekend, man, it was a busy one. It was hot, man. It was fucking hot, man. Let me tell man. you, I got, I got burned. I was sitting out by the pool for an hour. I'm like, fuck this shit. The Sicilian Ooh. fucking white ass of mine, man. Holy shit. Burning up like a goddamn fucking, uh, like, fried, fried, deep fried mozzarella, bro, outside. Man, it's hot. <laughs> I got, a, I got like, a long, well, I had, like, a long run in uh, family tradition where I go hang out at my friend's parents' house. Because yeah. that's that's where he lived when I met him and we grew up there and his parents are fucking awesome. Yeah. So we go there and hang out and we can see like the village fireworks display from the backyard. Wow. So we go do that every year. All of us get together and do that. And but it's cool that we can see the fireworks, a like, nice clear view. But the bad part is during the day, there's no shade, bro. Oh my god. It's just hot. It's just hot. The kids are running around playing. I'm just trying to beat the heat, man. Oh my god. But we all have fun though, man. How was yours? Uh, I was all right, man. Uh, uh let me let me ask you something before I get into what I did, man. You didn't watch NXT on Tuesday night for Fourth of July, man. You didn't celebrate watching Raw Underground on Tuesday nights. So that made a return. Wait, what? Raw Underground, NXT Underground, it's now called, bro. Raw Underground. The whole concept got moved to Tuesday night. <laughs> you, 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 you bullshitting me? No, right? I'm not. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Get they the they fuck. moved it what, to what, Tuesday. Shane there too? No, Gable Stevenson's there now. He's the he's the star of it. That little uh, the Olympic guy that they signed. He's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> the NIL guy. Yes. Yes. The guy they signed with all the yeah. You know the, the, guy, the guy that they signed to Monday Night Raw two years ago. Yeah. They put him on. They put him on NXT. Yeah. 
anyway, anyway, man. Um, yeah. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Anyway, I was in Atlantic City, bro. I got uh, I got my other place down there, my other uh, home away from home. Walked the boardwalk, uh, went to the pool, and bar hopped. Fireworks at one of my favorite places in the city, right on the boardwalk, right at right, this little German beer garden. Uh, and that was basically it, man. We didn't do much of anything uh, this weekend. Awesome. But um, I did visit Ford, my guys over at... Uh, Chapman Ford down in South Jersey, man, for the Dark Horse. We put a deposit. Oh, I heard, we, a, bunch we, of, we, I heard we, a bunch of dilemma. We put we put a we put a, a deposit on the Dark Horse, bro. It's mine. Good. You gonna pay the twenty five? I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's a sticky situation. Look, man. I looked at. Listen, far. man. I was on Reddit for an hour today, looking at other people's dilemmas too. It's the same thing. Anywhere from anywhere from ten to where where I am, twenty five. Bro. Best thing I can tell you is is go look at a demon or a Hellcat, man. But you might run into the same problem there, man. Over MSRP is the yeah. running thing for the exclusive cars like that. Is it really? Yeah, I'm man. Sh- I'm sure that'll lock that. Yeah, if you if you're getting a car that's numbered, your your car is numbered, right? Like I believe fifteen hundred. Yeah. 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 Oh God, you're paying over <laughs> MSRP. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Just, be happy that it's only twenty five. Just pay it. Yeah, I, I, I know. I mean, my heart is probably going to lean that way, bro. I was actually thinking about calling Ford and saying, uh, "Hey, what, what's what's this, this? What's with this shit, man?" I, I heard Ford was going to stop all the fucking uh, uh, price hikes there with the uh, twenty five over, twenty over. I thought they were going to put no. a stop to that. I read, but apparently they, there's nothing they can do. No, you're paying Jay Leno price, bro. Yeah, when Jay Leno, when Jay Leno gets his, he's paying twenty five. I mean, everybody's going to pay that, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, he, this is not traditional car negotiating, trying to get down to list price. No, no, bro. This is what you're paying. This, I this know. Is what, uh, well, you, don't have, you don't have to pay it. Someone else will. I I, I know. Exactly. Uh, but uh, listen, the car's not going to be ready until uh, early next year. So I got some time to save some money and uh, and keep working my ass off. So it, it'll probably get done. I just don't. Uh, it's going to be uh, one of those deals where it's like, yeah, I'm grinding my teeth as they fucking take my uh, my my money that day I drive away with it. So, yep, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see, man. But uh, regardless, it was a good weekend. I'm glad you had a good week when, weekend with your family and your friends. And uh, tonight, man, we had a, a very good show. I thought tonight Dynamite was a very good show. I, I thought they got right back on track from last week's dud of a show. I thought tonight's show flowed very well. There was a lot to like about tonight's show. Very entertaining. And I know on paper it didn't really look like anything special. But this is where Tony Khan shines, man. He's got so many, uh, so many faces and so many names on that roster that are so talented that they could just bring uh, a decent show or nothing show on paper to to, to life. And that's exactly what MJF and Adam Cole did, man. This may be... The best thing right now on AEW television. And I know it's only for a temporary, and I know it's going to probably lead to another match between the two at All In. But, man, wh- whatever they're doing, man, is fucking working. MJF is such a cheesy fucking baby face, but it works. It works. The crowd yeah. ate it up. Adam Cole and MJF have this dynamic that is just... It, it's just glowing on television, man. And, and it's just... It's something that highlights the talent of both guys. I, I thought whatever they did tonight, the vignettes that we've seen, even even MJF, bro. I don't know if I, I don't know if I sent it to you via text or if you've seen it on Twitter. He's like, uh, I, I, I guess, kind of infiltrating his live streams on Twitch now. He's calling in during the live streams with Adam Cole <laughs> streaming on <laughs> Twitch. I, I mean, the, everything. Oh, the, the the dynamic, man. The fucking footage from the gym tonight. Great shit. I'm loving everything that they're doing. I didn't know about that part. Yeah. Um, I I don't. I don't want to jump the gun 
and 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 be on that. It's it's great train, but I see what you're saying. It feels like this is about to have an outcome that no one really predicted. Yeah. This doesn't feel like it's gonna be just another old like MJF and Jericho, and then you know the you know the dancing and then they they split. It feels like they have a plan coming out of this for Adam for Adam Cole mainly. Nothing's gonna change course with MJF. MJF is perfectly fine. Adam Cole is the one that was a little directionless coming back from his um his injuries. So this seems like they might be trying to go a different direction with Adam Cole using MJF as that catalyst. So I'm kind of interested to see where they go with this. Yeah, you know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me more of, I know you mentioned uh, Jericho. It reminds me of Jericho and, and Kevin Owens. It reminds me of like the Festival of Friendship almost. Yes, yes. You know, exactly. and, and I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get to that length uh, and that uh, that type of vibe, but... You know, I, I I know where we see this is going. I mean, MJF yeah. is going to eventually go back to his prick ways, and, and the friendship is going to the friendship is going to deteriorate. But I, I mean, for the time being, they're, they're playing it up and, and it's working. And, and I and I and I was thinking about this, Jesse, during tonight's show. I'm like, where do they go from here? Because clearly, it's leading to a second match after that tremendous 30 minute uh, match time limit draw that they went three weeks ago on Dynamite. This is probably going to be the world championship match for all in, I'm assuming. This is where they're leading. What do we what, what what do we do with MJF? Because you know, the the whole the, you know, the, the whole elephant in the room here is like we got all in and then we got all out. Right. So, you know, I, I know I, I haven't really caught up on on collision yet for, for Saturday. I mean, it was it was a very busy weekend. I didn't really get to watch a lot of wrestling, but I know CM Punk has got his Owen Hart Cup thing with Samoa Joe happening on Saturday. That should be a tremendous show. And he's feuding with Jay White right now. What do we do with all these parties involved? This is what I'm thinking about. CM Punk, Jay White, do we get that at All In? Is that the match? And then we get Adam Cole and MJF at All In for the world title. Is that the match? Somehow, Jesse, Tony Khan's going to have to tie these shows together. I mean, they got, you know, All In, All Out. They got to tie these shows together. If CM Punk beats Jay White, if Adam Cole and MJF happen for the World Championship and MJF beats Adam Cole, do we get the winners of those two matches kind of meeting each other at all out in Chicago? Do we get Punk and MJF? This is where my mind is going right now leading into this show. Well, you got to be careful because you're going to venture down that uh, hard brand split, quote unquote, thing they keep yeah. talking about teasing and everything like that. I think they want to keep it separate. But let's stay on the first point. Um, I think I know where they're going with MJF and um, Adam Cole. Um, yeah, they're going to have the match and um, MJF is going to win. But how? How is he going to win? How does, he, how does he usually win matches? Cheating. How? Dynamite Diamond Ring? I don't know how. Roddy turns on Adam Cole, joins MJF. I could see that because that, that dynamic on television, they're not doing that for no reason. Roddy yeah. doesn't have a problem with, uh, you know, Adam Cole right now. But I mean, we've seen one yeah. or two instances where Adam Cole has been questioned by Roddy. Like, are you like, what are you doing here? This is not you. This is not the people that we mingle with. You know, what are you doing yeah. with MJF? Yeah. Is, is he, is he somebody that you can trust? So I could see that actually. Yeah. Because the, the, the other, the other swerve, the only other swerve would be Adam Cole turning on MJF. That's not going to happen. They're not going to turn MJF babyface. No. So what would be the flip side? Adam Cole joining MJF? That's kind of ridiculous. 
Adam Cole is going to win, but then Roddy turns on him and helps MJF. So he could be um, his new henchman, his new sidekick lackey, his new BFF, or maybe just a one-off to start um, the next feud for Adam Cole, which is Roddy White. Yeah. I, I, I think that I think that works. I think that um I mean that could be that could be the all out match. You know, that could be Adam Cole versus Roddy at all out, and we get, like I said, MJF versus Punk in Chicago for all out. And I'm looking at um, you know, that kind of leading from one show to the other. I'm thinking Osprey and, and Omega goes round three at Wembley. You know, he's gonna be a part of that show, Will Osprey. He's gonna be at that show in the United Kingdom. And I just see a match three coming out of that. I know everybody wants the big six-man tag that uh, right now is uh, elusive and, you know, of fucking fabled lore here. But I don't, I don't think we're going to get that match. And uh, the more I see things kind of playing out on television, the more I'm kind of moving away from that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we get Osprey and Omega this soon. You got you got to let those matches breathe, man. You got to give them some time between the first There's two matches. Seven weeks. Already- There's seven weeks between now and all in. Hey man, they where are they going? You know where, where are they going? They get know. where they it's, 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 space it, space it out, man. You that's a that's gonna be the end of a of a of a trifecta that is gonna blow the first two out. They're gonna kill it. I would give it time to breathe. Look, we don't we don't fucking know. We just we just fucking brainstorming right here. But you know, I, I want it to happen, man. We're gonna be there. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would rather it happen there, please. Yeah. I mean, good point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was just brainstorming during the show tonight. But, uh, yeah, we'll go over what uh, happened with MJF and Adam Cole a little bit more uh, in detail. I thought what they did was great tonight. The other big thing that happened tonight was Chris Jericho and Don Callis. Don Callis is forming a family. Uh, I, I believe this family is not really the Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, Takeshita is a part of the Blackpool Combat Club, but he's also affiliated with Don Callis. I don't know what type of family he's putting together here, but uh, he got there tonight and he went face-to-face with Jericho and he asked Jericho basically to join his family, join his faction. Jericho gave him the answer of maybe, Jesse. And I, and I like this for two reasons. One, this ends the JAS, which I think has been uh, plunged down everybody's throat. Uh, I don't really feel the same way about the, the JAS. I would love to see Jericho just kind of go on his own and worry about himself and He's done everything. Jericho has been one of those guys in the company that's done everything to help the younger talent. And I finally feel like it's time for him to just move on and just be the Jericho of old again. And if that means work with Don Callis, that would be great. I love that. I think it would actually be a partnership that would bring out the best in both. I don't know how you feel about it, but I would love to see Callis and Jericho kind of together again on AEW television. Yeah, why not, man? They're, you know, the best of friends, and, and that usually leads to fantastic chemistry and all the other stuff. So, I don't, I mean, I have a problem with it. I mean, again, I will never really come here and, and question too many of Jericho's, um, uh, his character decisions, because he is the king of reinventing himself, I mean, so I always want to see what he has in mind and see how it goes. Yeah, uh, you are frozen, my friend, again. Just letting oh, you know. No. No, you see what I can do. Yeah, see, Jesse's frozen. Do. Let him get. Let him uh, get uh, that situated. If he needs to back out of the. Uh... No, 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 no. I don't have to back out. Okay. I don't have to All back right. out, buddy. All right. No. Yeah, I think I think that would be a great partnership of uh, Jericho and Don Callis there. So we'll talk about that as well. We'll talk about the Blind Eliminator tournament that happened tonight uh, on AEW Dynamite. 
And everything else that happened on the show this evening. There you are. Now you're back. There, you there go. we go. A lot right. I don't know why. I don't know why StreamYard does that. So uh, okay. if that happens again, we will uh, we will take care of that. But I appreciate right. you guys joining us here on the podcast for this Wednesday evening. Very, very appreciative of you guys. It was a long weekend. Happy to be back with you guys in New York. And uh, we have a lot of great things coming up. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 394 likes with 1,700 people in here, man. That is uh, unacceptable. We need uh, close to 1,000. As close to 1,000 as possible. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Super Chats are open. Make sure you guys get them on in. We will hang out at the end of the show. As always, follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Follow Jesse on Twitter at Chi-Town Smart. If you guys want to as well, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Same at at Chi-Town Smart. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Plenty of it. Plenty of it with a lot coming this weekend. I don't know if I'm covering Collision on Saturday night. I have uh, a thing to attend, and I won't be around Saturday night, so uh, I'm kind of working around that, and I don't know if I'm going to get to it this weekend at all, but I will be watching, and I will be live-tweeting. I just don't know if I'm going to go live or not because I'm not going to have the capabilities to do so. So uh, I apologize for that, but I will give you guys some extras and some uh, some news and catch up on everything you need to this weekend. But uh, right now, it's not looking like we will be covering AEW Collision on Saturday night. Go out and enjoy yourself, geeks. It's Saturday night. It's the summertime. You only got a couple of weeks of summer uh, left, so. Or a few weeks, actually. A couple of weeks. A few weeks. It's not going to be here that long, so. It'll be here uh, and then gone before you know it, so. We will figure that out. Tonight's show sponsored by DraftKings. DraftKings. I love it, man. We're doing big things. I also got some uh, news, hopefully, that I'm, that I'm able to break in the coming days. Just waiting on word to do that. Very exciting stuff. I will be letting you guys know where the meet and greet in London will be very soon. We just booked a podcast studio for the All In Post. It's going to be happening the following day on UK time. Jesse and I will be live in person, man. It's going to be a, a, a very different take on what we do, being that I won't be traveling with my entire office set up. And we got a lot of cool shit coming up, man. So make sure you guys uh, keep your eyes and your ears tuned into the show. And that's basically it, man. There's a lot of shit coming up. A lot of why shit is, coming up. Why is Bray Wyatt always trendy? Who? Like always, just out of the blue. Why is this guy always in my trending feed? What did he do now? Nothing. He didn't do jack shit. The only thing I see here is someone's talking about him feuding with Randy Orton with with Lashley when he comes back. Who cares? Uh, why is this? Guy why do old? you care? Why does any? Uh, I'm not talking. I'm not talking to you. But why yeah, do you yeah. people care about Bray Wyatt? Really? I We're going down that fucking road again. I seriously, I just don't care about Nobody Bray cares. Nobody. If you're excited about Bray Wyatt, man, there, there, are, there are some fucking problems with you, man, really. You trust this administration with Bray Wyatt? Where's Uncle Howdy? The Vince administration? Yeah, I'm sure thing. <laughs> Uncle Howdy? What is this? Fuck out of here. Uncle Howdy. Yeah, poor Bo Dallas, huh? Yeah. 
This was Bo Dallas's most interesting run in WWE. Go back to farm life with Liv Morgan, bro. It's uh, it's over. And he never even showed his face. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, man, like, at least uh, at least he had a cool mask and he had a cool little walk to him, man. He was like uh, fucking cool man Jack out there. I don't even think it was ever physically him out there. I just think I it was some, someone playing him that was supposed to be him when he finally showed up, but he never showed Whatever. up. Whatever. Whatever. What is he going to do? He's got to tie up loose ends. What, what are they going to do? Pair him with Randy Orton, Alexa? Go back to the same shit? That's good shit, pal. I remember that. Creepy. Yeah, he'll talk real cryptic. Puppets. Yeah, they killed it. They killed it before it even got off the ground. Uh, listen, some uh, some news for AEW man. They are now just about at seventy five thousand tickets for all in. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, Tony Khan doing his thing. Man, look, t- fucking TK man doing his thing. First of all, he's got seventy five thousand for this, and he's influencing WrestleMania in London. Man, uh, who's better than TK right now? Huh? I tell you, man. Usually, I'm be, I'm the first one here to to call you out on on bullshit. I don't believe, but I I think you were 100 spot on. That soon as uh, Tony Khan and like uh, invaded the London market, that was Vince's number one priority. Oh, you, you, you no doubt about it, bro. I mean, ever <laughs> ever ever since they got that stadium and fucking blew the ticket yeah. sales out of the water, nine million dollar gate. You think yeah. Vince and Nick Khan are sitting with that saying, oh, I can't let them have the number one gate of all yeah. time in the UK, pal. We're well, going to yeah, sell yeah. out 90,000 for two nights. We're going to have a hundred. And then they'll embellish it. They'll do 100,000, even though the fucking seating yeah. shot is available online. And we don't have any fucking tickets are going to be sold yeah. for that. And they'll have 200,000 tickets for WrestleMania. Ah, take yeah. that one, pal. Yeah. Two nights. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Yo, let me send John Cena out yeah. there to fucking yeah. chill for the London crowd now for yeah, WrestleMania. Meanwhile, the last 20 years you could have a WrestleMania in London anytime you wanted it, and you complained about a time zone difference. Meanwhile, now it doesn't really matter about a time zone difference because every fucking show, 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, Saudis, 12 o'clock, yeah, you're on, you're on Peacock. What difference does it make now? You're not on pay-per-view yeah. no more. You don't, you, don't, you don't look at your pay-per-view numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think people really, um, really grasp how hard it is to sneak someone like John Cena into the O2 Arena with no one finding out. We find out every little thing about every little person, and they went through a lot to try to sneak him in and do this big announcement yeah. for WrestleMania. And and yeah, you're right. People and people were saying, "Why don't they just have WrestleMania in London if that's what they want?" Because yes, they can just have WrestleMania in London, but they want. London to pay them to come and do WrestleMania there. So that's why they brought John Cena in to get the fans to want it to, to reach out to the people that make those decisions. And yeah, no, you're right there. And if that segment went on as long as it did, you know that there is some serious discussion about that happening. And I don't know when it may happen. Cause I know WrestleMania 40 is in Philly. I know they're talking about uh, maybe Vegas. I heard Minneapolis is in the running as well for, I think 41 or 42 uh, Tennessee really wants WrestleMania there, I, I think, as well. We may not get it till 2025, 2026 earliest, but, I mean, if they're doing who's, that with Cena, bro, they are in some serious fucking discussions about having that yeah. happen imminently. Who, who, who's, who's, who's confirmed? Just Philly, or is there someone else after Philly? Philly uh, I don't know how Vegas is. Tennessee was the last thing that they really, uh, I think they're opening up a new, a new stadium down there. They really wanted for 2025, I think. So I don't know. Minneapolis was in the talk for 41. Vegas maybe for 41. 
I, I don't know. He's got a fantastic new dome. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere there's a new dome or a new stadium, WWE's going to be. Yeah. Wow. They want to be the first one in there. Ah, before the before the NFL, because that's their thing. They want to get in there before the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that 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 does suck, dude. I mean, we're it would not suck so much, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be so scandalous if WWE came out and just outwardly said, "Yes, AEW is making big strides, and they are competition, and we do actively counter program and counter book against them." No, no, they come out and say, "We don't care about them. They're yeah. not competition. Yeah. Not at all." They're doing what? Yeah, we we want to go to London. Yeah, we we going to London. We'll bring. Ju- Get John Cena in here. Yep. Hey, exactly hey. what they did. John Cena's here. Look at John Cena, huh? Huh? Look That's at exactly John what Cena. They did. So, uh, <laughs> like my thumbnail said, Tony Khan is now Mr. WrestleMania. And all the geeks cried, oh, JD's a shill. Oh, JD's sucking Tony's cock. Hey, whatever, man. Whatever. Uh, I, I got to say, you guys, I agree with JD on this one. If, if AEW never conceptualized all in being in London at all, if it was just, in the States, as always, yep. we never would have seen John Cena yep. in that ring talking about WrestleMania. In nope. That segment would have been uh, a, a non-existent segment. Grayson Waller would be out there talking to nobody. Fuck yeah. out of here. Anyway, yeah. anyway, Renee, Renee starts the show off. She interviewed Darby Allen and Keith Lee, opponents on opposite teams tonight. This is the Blind Eliminator Tournament. She said, uh, Darby asked for the time. Darby told Keith Lee he knows he doesn't want to team with Swerve, but then do something about it. He told him to pull your head out of your ass and take this seriously, even if that means wrestling one-on-two without Swerve. He says his alternative is to pout on the ring apron. I'll see which Keith Lee shows up tonight. Darby uh, said that before walking away. Lee looked at Renee and said, uh, ballsy. Darby Allen is ballsy. Stupid, but ballsy. And he walked away. We got the opening match. Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. This is the uh, Blind Eliminator Tag Team Title Tournament. Um, I'm not a big fan, Jesse. I don't know how you feel about the Blind Eliminator. I'm not a big fan of the Blind Eliminator. A lot of random pairings. Some pairings that really do not make any sense. But through all the randomness and all the silliness, you'll get a couple of gems in there. And Keith Lee, Swerve, Orange Cassidy, and Darby Allen. Um... I mean, this is, uh, I mean, I I wish I would have seen them kind of announce these via the little tumbler. They just announced these teams together. So it it, kind of takes the perception away from the entire tournament. I'd like to see that done in real time instead of just announcing that these two guys are paired up together. I'd like to see how. But out of all the randomness, Jesse, you get a gem like this, and this was a fucking great opening match, man. I had a lot of good, I had a good time watching this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. Um, the miscues, you know, and all this stuff from Swerve and Lee. But I'll tell you why I'm having a hard time getting invested in this tag tournament. Because they've done nothing with the tag division as of late. Yeah. And that's why. I mean, it it would be like them coming out and just, you know, I mean, I guess they are having it. They're having a women's tournament for the women's title. But they're not doing anything with the women's title, you know. So it's hard to get invested in it, you know. It'd be it'd be different if they've had a whole lot of competing tag teams that've been going at it, and everybody's fighting tooth and nail. And then someone just said, "Fine, we'll have a fucking tournament." I'm like, oh shit, now they can go at it. You have to build the tournament. You have to get us invested in the teams in the tournament, and then have us care about the division all in one failed swoop. And you just haven't done that over the last few weeks. 
since FTR got those titles, they've done absolutely nothing with them at all. They were literally more interesting on the gun club. I hate to say that. Yeah, uh, and now the gun club is in the bullet club. But FTR, I believe, I don't know if it's a tag team title match on Saturday. It, m- it might be a tag team title match or or not. I don't really know. I think it may be an eliminator match on Saturday night. It's Jay White and Juice Robinson versus uh, Dax and Cash. And then if they beat them, then they get a tag team title match. Kind of, I don't, I don't, I don't really like that. That's a very Bruce Pritchard thing to do, a very Vince McMahon thing to do. But um, I mean, if you got matches like that happening, then the tag team division should be in good hands. But this blind eliminated tie, tag team title tournament is just very random, very wacky. And, and like Jesse said, it really just kind of exposes the fact that there are no, you know, I don't want to say that there's no solid tag teams. It, it's very weak. It's not like it used to be it's, three it's, years, it's three years like ago. They, Jesse, yeah. remember when we talk about the AEW having the best fucking tag team division in the world? And I don't, I don't think that way anymore. Well, it, it's hard to. So it's not like they don't have the team. They're just not doing anything with them. If you go back to the. To the AEW, you know, press release party, you know, the Bucks were up there telling us how tag team wrestling was going to be front and center. Yeah. And it was for a while. But now, since the Bucks get busy doing other things, the tag division has literally just gone to the wayside. Because I think, I, I think, because I think the Young Bucks power went to the wayside. I think when Tony Khan took over completely, I think uh, a lot of that went with it. It's very possible, you man. know. It's very, if you think back at it, I mean, wasn't it around the time that Cody left that the tag division just started to slowly just not be as good as it was? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things kind of went downhill when Cody left. Yeah. You know, maybe that was a big blow up. Like, that's it. You know, I'm doing creative myself and everything. No one else. Maybe that was it. But who wins this tournament? Like, I mean, we don't even have, we don't have brackets. We don't, we don't know who, who is going to be, uh, no fighting who? I mean, it, it's clearly set up for MJF and Adam Cole to win it. No, it uh, maybe. I mean, but that would be that would be such a waste. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That'd be such a waste. Why would you put the tags on the tag titles on these guys to put focus on them when you already have focus on them? Those titles can be used to focus on a team that actually needs said focus. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not too sure where they go with this one, man. Well, this was a fun one to start. Uh, Keith Lee threw Darby across the ring. He he still may be uh, mid-flight uh, after what we saw tonight. Uh, it, it was crazy. Uh, Orange Cassidy tagged in. He did his. Uh, his uh, silly chops, his sleepy chops on Keith Lee, and uh, people were chanting, holy shit, got a kick out of that. Keith Lee uh, threw it right back at him, and forget about it. It's like uh, Orange Cassidy's soul left his body after Keith Lee slapped the shit out of him. 
So uh, he he backs Orange Cassidy, this Keith Lee, into the corner. He puts his hands in his pockets, and he says, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. He puts his hands in his pockets and allows Keith Lee to do it again, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So Keith Lee's chopping this poor schmuck. And uh, Allen and Cassidy took turns in there after a tag. Multiple coffin splashes and orange punches. Strickland made a tag. Keith Lee would not go down, so Keith Lee kind of fumbles into the corner. Strickland made a tag. And he had a nice little sequence there with uh, Orange Cassidy. And he avoided a float over Stunner and hit a leaping uppercut to the back. Allen appeared to uh, possibly injure his knee in the process. Don't know if that was legit or not, if that was a story in the match. But he came up limping. Strickland was then isolated a little bit until uh, the baby faces here uh, were in control. And all of a sudden, we are getting Allen on the outside, bro, after uh, the uh, former tag team champions here going back and forth on the baby faces. Allen found himself on the outside, trapped underneath the fucking steel steps. This was ridiculous because there was a moment in the match where Allen was underneath the steel steps and he got trapped under there by, I believe it was Keith Lee. And Keith Lee is, he takes Orange Cassidy and Orange Cassidy's on his back. He's walking up the fucking steps with Darby yeah. Allen underneath it. Keith Lee's 300 fucking pounds. You add Orange Cassidy, with, which is what, another 180 on top of his back. And that's like fucking 500 pounds. Just yeah. crushing Darby Allen's uh, guts right underneath that steel, that, that steel step. Man, that was ridiculous. Yeah, the visuals were great. I'm hoping that it didn't, I don't know, it, like, under it, there was probably like that, you know, they get this space under the stairs. Yeah. Hopefully, Darby was completely fine under there, but I don't care. But the visual was great, so hopefully it didn't, it didn't really didn't hurt as bad as it looked. Well, back inside after all that, Lee blocked the DDT, Stone Dog Millionaire, a couple of times by Orange Cassidy. Uh, he finally hit it. Allen gets back in there, hits a code red, launched himself, hit a code red on Keith Lee, which looked great. Strickland yeah. broke up the cover by hitting a 450. Keith Lee kicked out, but then he did the 450 to try to break up the pinfall, but Keith Lee had already kicked out, and then uh, obviously it was a miscue. He nailed the 450 on Keith Lee by accident or or not. Uh, Lee and Strickland both tried for uh, big shots uh, with one another as Cassidy hit a top rope DDT on Strickland and a diving one to the floor on Keith Lee. This allowed Darby to wrap up Strickland with a last supper for the win. And uh, that was basically a Keith Lee gave props to Orange Cassidy after the match. And we got Darby and Orange Cassidy moving on. Wrestling who? I don't know. But they advanced in the blind eliminated tag team title tournament. Fun match. Fun match. Even if it meant uh, Keith Lee and Swerve team one more time. Very good stuff here to open. Yeah, I do. I do like how um, in the match, it really didn't feel like or look like Keith Lee was taking it uh, easy or light on on, you know, Darby and Orange, you know. Um, but then after the show, you know, after the match, she's kind of reminding everyone, hey, you know, I'm still a baby face too. These guys are cool. But when the bell rings, you know, you're getting full on Keith Lee and that's what you're getting. Yeah. So I do like that. Yeah, I'd like to see Keith Lee in a little bit more uh, of a priority. I mean, he just feels he feels like he's at the bottom of the fucking totem pole here. And, and I think I, we're getting there. Yeah, I, I hope so. And, and I like yeah. the fact that, you know, even though it's a blind eliminator and this was a random pairing with Keith Lee and Swerve, they did highlight some of the stuff that led to the breakup. I like the fact that Swerve worked the match and Keith Lee worked the match in hopes to win it. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm glad that they didn't just kind of fuck around with each other and, uh, and, and kind of... Uh, you know, go at each other instead of trying to win the match. They, they were focused on winning the match. There was that one spot with the 450 where 
you know, Swerve hit Keith Lee and said, well, fuck it. You know, I don't give a fuck. I don't like you. I hear you. I, I, I nailed you accidentally. Whatever. I'm not there's no sweat off my back. So I, I like the fact yeah. that they went in and they tried to win it. I, I, I think we're going to get it. You know, it, you know, for all of the shit that we give TK, um, he does listen to the fans. I mean, yep. you, you can't listen to every individual fan for every individual thing for, but all in all for the bigger picture, he listens to the fans and Keith Lee was completely over in WWE. They started messing with him and changing him. And then he just kind of fell flat. They kept brought him over here. He was over. And then I don't know who changed this. I don't know if this was Keith's idea or what, but he just, he let himself go gray. He yeah. started changing his attire and he just wasn't featured as much. And then the fans started being vocal about it. And I know I saw Keith on social media saying, oh, it shouldn't matter what I look like. And this is net. I understand him. But at the end of the day, you know, if the majority of the fans are all saying the same thing, then you should probably take a look at that. And then sure enough, you know, he changed his hair back. He got rid of the robe and now he's coming out looking more like the badass that he used to be. And I think that TK sees that. I think Keith sees that. I think we're going to get the version of Keith Lee that we all actually want this time. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I, I don't know how much creative freedom some of these guys and girls have, but uh, they shouldn't have as much as I think that they do. I think Tony Khan and his team needs to come on in and reel that shit in. You know, it is an entertainment business at the end of the day, and aesthetics and appearance matter, and he just did not look the part. He yeah. didn't. And no matter how he wants to come off on social media and say, well, this is me, and this is what I want to do, and your opinion doesn't matter, and, you know, our opinion never matters to them. You know, they say it publicly on social media, our opinion never matters. But at yeah. the end of the day, you know, I wish that they would see it in a different way. We care. You know, we do this show because we care. We love what they do. You know, cr cr criticism or not, you know, we care about what they do, and, and it should be taken as constructive criticism. And I'm glad that the changes are being made. And I hope that he gets back to his former glory because in NXT, Keith Lee was unstoppable. I loved everything about Keith Lee in NXT, and I know that that Keith Lee still resides on 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 AEW television. I just I just need yeah. to see it break out. When it happens, I don't know. That should be, you know, the fans buy, we buy the t-shirts, we yeah. buy the tickets, you know, we do the cheering, we do the booing. And if we're not talking about you at all, that's a problem. Yeah. that That's the problem. So you can complain that we're not saying the things that you would like us to say, or the flip side is they could be not talking about you at all because they don't care. And that's even worse than wanting you to change. So just yeah. listen to your fans. You know? Yeah. We got a vignette, a very good vignette. So uh, all the people that say uh, AEW doesn't do, uh, you know, stories and introductory vignettes. Who's this guy? What's the backstory? This and that. This was fucking great. Uh, a vignette aired with Darby talking about training with Nick Wayne at the Buddy Wayne Academy. Darby talked about getting the news that Buddy's heart stopped and he died. Darby said that, after he composed himself, his next thought was what Nick Wayne is going to do. He vowed to look over Nick from then on. And we got a clip airing from Defy Wrestling of Darby and Nick Wayne with Darby giving him an AEW contract from Tony Khan and Tony Khan signing him at the age of 16. He said Nick just turned 18 and he thinks he's ready and it's his time to show the world what he can do and he's ready for AEW, and we got a to-be-continued, which I'm assuming we'll get the second part next week. This is a great introductory to Nick Wayne. 
Uh, he just turned 18, and I remember when the signing happened two years ago, Jesse, he was 16 years old. I remember that moment where Darby was in the ring. We've seen clips of it on Twitter. Now the time has come, and this guy is a prodigy. He's looked at as, I don't know who people are comparing him to, but I heard some people say he's the next coming of Will Ospreay. So if that's the case, that's fucking high praise right there because Ospreay may be the best fucking pro wrestler on the planet right now. Um, and I'm excited to see where this goes. And they got a great foundation so far for him walking into AEW, and this was great. This vignette was awesome. It is great. And I, I remember I remember um, that whole moment with him. That's pretty good that he's come yeah. along. Um, I hope that I hope that they have a plan for him. Yeah. Um, because when I think of someone like Nick Wayne, I think of people like um like Hook, you know, like you know, like like the pillars, you know, minus MJF. You know, you get these phenomenal young talents that yeah, you gotta pair them with veterans and do and do things like that. But you gotta have a plan for them, man, because otherwise, it'll it'll end up it'll end up like um, like uh, what's his name, uh, Andretti. Oh, action uh, Andretti, yeah. Action Andretti. I mean, hot young prospect, you know, young looks fantastic, but no real plan for him past that Jericho thing, and now he just kind of fell to the wayside, and you know, winds up on ROH and stuff like that. Just I hope they have a plan for him. And and execute it, carry it out, and and can follow up on it because you'll be he'll be the hype thing for you today, and then a month or two later, you kind of forget about him. I don't want that to happen if, he, if he's this high of a prospect for you. Yeah, or he comes in, he'll wrestle one match against uh, Darby or Swerve or whoever, and then uh, he'll uh, be retired to Ring of Honor, and nobody will fucking know where he is. Exactly. And we don't we don't need that. So yeah, yes, I hope that they do have a plan for him. Uh, at 18 years old, how much they're going to be able to use him or want to use him, that remains to be seen. Uh, but uh, off to the right start so far. A heartwarming story. Get everybody to kind of feel for him and fucking relate to him. Yes. So part two, I'm looking forward to it. They got off on the right foot with Nick Wayne. Love it. Backstage, we got Tony Schiavone, who was awaiting Jack Perry's arrival. Hollywood Jack got out of the SUV, and he says he's not some thug from New York. And what happened last week was unacceptable. He said he was about to demand an FTW title match from TK. And I don't know how he's going to authorize a FTW title match, Jesse, when the title is not really recognized as a title in AEW. But uh, I guess Jungle Boy doesn't give a fuck. It's on the video game. It's on TV. How is it not acknowledged? I, I don't know. Anyway, Hook showed up and attacked Jack Perry. Jack Perry escaped again in the SUV, sped off, uh, hooked through something at the SUV, and uh, that was basically all we've seen of these two guys for the rest of the night. Uh, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. I would have uh, liked to hear more from Jack Perry. Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see where they go with this. Yeah, it could be a breakout moment for Hook, and I'm I'm I want to see what they do with Jack Perry as a heel because. You know, this is imperative that he that he he fucking he he passed this test with flying colors. I really hope for him to uh, kind of turn that corner with his new role. He's coming off as a complete one hundred percent pussy to me. Like like Dominic has more balls than Jack Perry to me right now. The well, it's, only, it's, t- only, it's only two weeks, bro. Yeah, what did he what has he done in the first two weeks of his heel turn? He's ran away. He's jumped in the back of an SUV like a hardened criminal. And fucking run the fucking way. He said, well, I want I, I want to do this in the ring, not like some savage. You started off in the ring. You ran from the ring. 
But it's, it's typical <laughs> fucking old school heel tactic one on one. I'm gonna. Is. This is unacceptable. And, and then uh, the baby face shows up. He gets beat. The heel gets beat up. He runs away. We do the same thing next week. But now two weeks ago, say three weeks, three three weeks ago, three weeks ago, if someone came run at Jack Perry, what would he do? Uh, he'd probably stand there and fight and bleed and fucking grit his way through it. But now one week later, he wants to run away. That it just that's just the logistical part about. I mean, it, it, he's a he went from being this brave baby face to a total and one hundred percent pussy in one week. In bro, one you, week, you, it's, it's you, not like you, you know what it is, bro. It's the, it's the, it's the sunglasses. Yeah, it's not like he's playing like the mind games. What he got in there and kicked his ass and then got out, leaving frustrated. No, he turned on him once and then came out and he's been. Sense, I mean, yes, he's, but he just—he doesn't feel like a chicken shit. Heel. MJF comes off as a chicken shit heel, you know. But, but you know what he needs? He needs a bodyguard. <laughs> Jack Perry needs a bodyguard Maybe. now. He needs—he needs his diesel. Yeah, good point. Who that—who that's going to be? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's Big Bill. Good point. Good point. You know, maybe he gets another New Yorker involved and takes care of this little fucking uh, smug prick hook from New York, bro. So he, he, he kind of combats it with another New Yorker, bigger New Yorker from Queens. You, can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not ragging on the chicken shit heels. You can be a chicken shit heel and do it great. MJF is a chicken shit heel. He is. He's a chicken shit heel, but he, he talks a big game. And at the end of the day, he will fight and kick some ass. He doesn't run all the time, but he is a chicken shit heel. Yeah. For me... Jungle Boy is just coming off as a pussy. Right, we'll see what happens, man. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he does with this. And uh, another week of Jack Parrott running away from Hook. So we'll see what happens next week. Uh, you're frozen again. Make sure you take care of that. I don't know what's oh, going on. There. I don't know, man. Yeah, Jesse's frozen like, uh, like I am during Monday night. Frozen yeah. in fear. Uh, we got a clip of Adam Bay and MJF in the fucking gym. They were working out in the gym. Video aired of Cole and MJF trained together. They both said Tony Schiavone at the same time and laughed. MJF did a bench press as Cole stood by as a spotter, and Cole did not spot him. He was on his phone doing something, tweeting. Whole time. The whole Maybe. time. The whole day. He didn't spot him at all. Could have let MJF birds. die right there. Playing angry birds. Cole was looking at his phone, not paying attention. MJF made fun of an overweight guy working out. Um, Cole said he can't say stuff like that anymore. MJF says he was sorry. He won't do it again. Cole then got uh, a devious smile, looked over at the fat guy that MJF was making fun of and said the guy reminds him of somebody. And they both said Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone's not that large. Give me a break. MJF was impressed by uh, Cole's ability to bench. And MJF was standing there wondering what the fuck, where where did this Adam Cole come from? He was benched. I don't know how much was on there, but uh, he made it look easy. And he gave out a what the what the fuck, and the, the skit ended. I, I I enjoyed this. I thought this was humorous. I thought this was very lighthearted. Uh, it, it really sets the tone for their. Uh, I don't want to say bromance, but this partnership, this friendship that they have now uh, kind of got themselves into. It's silly. Yes, it was very. I want to say it's very WWE ish, very NXT ish, something that you'd see comical on Tuesday nights. But I mean, it was, it, it's just great. It's just they, they gel so well together. And I'd like to see more of this shit. Uh, I, I got to show Jesse the fucking clip that I, uh, that I seen on Twitter. 
uh, a couple of days ago. He called into, uh, or he actually, I think he called Adam Cole's cell phone live on Twitch when, when Cole was streaming on Twitch. And, and then at one point, he also sent in a super chat as well and started going over. Like, <laughs> he did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. He, he sent in like a, like a Twitch chat or something. Like talking about the double clothesline. They got to do the double clothesline. Bro, when they hit this double clothesline, it's going to be the fucking most over thing in the company. It's fucking amazing. And Adam Cole's like, Max, Max, boundaries. Bound, please, what did I tell you? And, and, and MJF's like, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but what about the double clothesline? We got to do the double close. He's just, he, I mean, whatever the fuck it is, man, it's working. It's I didn't so think good. I was going to like it, but it's working. That That's dedication, man. That that That's that's dedication to a gimmick right there. Yeah. They know, they, when, when, when they, when you realize that every little thing you do, every little thing you do will get out to the public and out to the masses, use that to your advantage. I like when Triple H did stuff like that, when he would be having an interview with two people in the front, but then in the background, be telling a different story. Yeah. You get the fiend hanging out back there, or you got someone lurking in the background, and you know, and those, those, those QR codes. People, you think people won't notice that shit? They'll notice, they'll notice that more than what you're actually putting in front of them. So I like that. I like that. You use all of your tools. I like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, nothing gets by anybody anymore, man. You put something out yep. there and fucking social media will find it and uh, you'll have the yep. internet sleuths and detectives on it no time. Yes, tweet tweet and delete it. Yeah. You want, some, you want something to go viral? Tweet and delete it. Absolutely. There you go. We got the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens with Daddy S, Billy Gunn against the Bollywood Boys and the Blade. A very random pairing. This match went seven minutes. It really didn't mean much of anything. Uh, the acclaimed are making a run uh, at the trios championships. Don't know when that's going to happen, but it seemingly looks like they are trying to make a run to get Daddy Ass another championship before he hangs it up. And this went seven minutes. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn win at the end of the match. Jesse, uh, we got Holly Cameron of QTV appearing on the big screen and said she deserves a chance to prove that she's the most talented musician on the roster. She said soon she'll prove it, and they'll be peanut butter and jealous. Back in the the ring, Billy said, uh, I've got two words for her, and that is suck it. I don't know if that's really uh, appropriate nowadays. They may be canceling. They may be canceling Billy Gunn as we speak. We don't really know yet. Uh, but uh, this is has she tra- is she the one that tried to fuck Anthony Bowens? Yes. Uh, oh, this yeah. has this has awful written all over it, bro. <laughs> yeah. This has all. This has fucking Bruce Pritchard written all over it right here. Uh, I I did I did pop for the spot where Anthony Bowens had to tell her that that he was gay though. Yeah. Well, I like. Oh, yeah. That was that was fun. I thought that, that was, was comical. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, and, and Bowen's uh, went viral with that one. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, Holly Cameron, man, really? I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of Sable. already. Who? Like Sable? Mm, nah, I wouldn't go that far. But uh, I'm already wondering what the fuck they're doing with Morrison. He's got to be attached to this shit. Oh, man. You know? Well, I, I mean, well, what, I mean, what else is he? I mean, he's not going to be a main eventer. Joseph Taylor says Holly Cameron is smoking hot. Eh, she's all right. I've seen better. She's, I mean, I mean, she's all right. She's not, she's not ugly. I mean, no. she's, she's, she's all right. She's very hot. She's gorgeous. I mean, but that's not why we're here. I mean, can she wrestle? Is she is she fantastic on the mic? I mean, you know, what else can she bring to this table here? I don't know. We'll see. Not very interested in it, but we'll see. 
We got a video package airing on John Moxley talking about his history with Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston won the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship as he beat Kenta earlier in the day in Japan. Yes, Eddie that's Kingston awesome, is man. a champion. Look at that. That deserves that deserves a, a round of applause, there, buddy. Yeah. That's his yeah. first gold. Yeah. First yes, piece of gold here. Yes, there it is. So we talk about Eddie Kingston, his history dating back to 2009 with Kingston. Footage aired of them uh, back in the day. Mox asked why Kingston is walking around all mad. He said the past is the past, and it's all about making every day count. So Kingston complains about the younger wrestlers not showing up and uh, or not showing proper respect, but they should be leading the way. Mox told Kingston to then pick up his phone and answer it. So I don't know where this is going, but they got my attention. Moxley and Kingston, bro, they got my attention always. Uh, I don't, I don't like this teasing of the BCC breaking up, man. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, apparently, blood and guts is happening on July 19th, as you guys know. Uh, Dynamite in Boston, and I thought it was going to be a four on four, Jesse. I thought it was going to be Omega, Adam Page, and the Bucks versus Yuta, Claudio, Moxley, and Takeshita. Tonight, we got the fucking graphic. It's five on five. Clearly, Brian Danielson can't be a part of it, and Eddie Kingston can't be a part of it uh, for the Elite because he's over in Japan competing in the G1 Climax, so he's not going to be in the States for at least a month. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing here, man. I don't. I feel like if they're doing five on five, they got a fucking plan. Tony Khan's got a plan. Whatever the plan is, I don't know. But I thought they were going to keep it at four with the injuries that, that happened. At Forbidden Door, and with Kingston being out because of the G1, I feel five on five, man. He's pushing it. I feel like, I feel like it could convolute the story, but I think we get Kota Ibushi. I do. I think we get Kota Ibushi with the Elite. Who the fuck is going to be teaming with the Blackpool Combat Club? It could be. Uh, it could be a couple of people. I said to myself, I'm thinking about this. Who, who is going to compete here with the Blackpool Combat Club? It could be uh, who teamed with them at Forbidden Door. It was uh, Shoto Umino. It could be him, right? It could be it could be someone from New Japan, uh, someone that Moxley has trained. It, it could be someone like that. What about what about uh, Cassius Ono, bro? They just brought him into the company. Chris Hero, it yeah, Chris Hero, yeah. He was working. He was backstage at Forbidden Door. Uh, I wouldn't bring him in as an active talent, man. I mean, that that's not gonna. I don't think that's going to be breaking down any doors right there, man. I don't know about that one. I don't know. Um, it's got to be somebody that makes sense for the storyline. That's, that's, that's what I'm struggling to really figure out. What does Tony Khan got planned here, five on five? They need two guys, right? Because yeah. they, they got, they got my, uh, it's going to be a tag team. What about um, Jericho? Jericho and Don Callis. Maybe this is his first inclusion that Jericho hasn't really missed the blood and guts. He's been in every one of them. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a heel tag team. What he what tag team could I mean you get you get two guys one team going there and fill the whole thing? Well, they already got four though. They need they need one. What are you talking about a tag team? Well, so do they have four? They get they get uh, they got Mox, they, they got Moxley, Yuta? Claudio, Yuta, and Takeshita. Takeshita, Takeshita. Man, Ooh. is Moxley going to talk Eddie Eddie Kingston into it? I don't know. I mean, Eddie Kingston's got to make that flight from Japan. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Let's see where they go, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we get Kim. Maybe that's what he meant by picking up his phone. Like, pick up the fucking phone. I'm going to need you for blood and guts. You know? Maybe we get Abushi on the other side for the elite and Kingston on the, the Blackpool Combat Club side. I don't know. Is huh? Kingston going to fight with Claudio? I don't know. 
can't stand that Mox, guy. I know, I know. I know that's the whole fucking thing. He yeah. can't stand Claudio. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Rusev, no, no, no. Miro, no. Miro doesn't make sense here. Miro, no. Miro needs his own trajectory, man. He needs yeah. his own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be uh, It's going to be fun. Looking forward to July 19th. Uh, Renee stood backstage with Matt Hardy and RJ City as they spun the tumbler for the blind eliminator. Matt Hardy needs a partner, and his partner is Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett making his way back to TV, Jesse. I know you're fucking super excited about that one, bro. I missed it. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. It's not Jeff Hardy. It's Jeff Jarrett back. That's so wrong. They told us. They told us that he was gonna be going away. I don't give a fuck what they say. He came out and cut a promo and said if he lost, he was going away. I don't know. Assholes. Marty Skrull. No, he's never gonna be in pro wrestling here in the United he, States again. He will never, ever, ever, ever be done. He's wherever uh, Velveteen Dream is. Done. Gone. Uh, Renee was uh, with that uh, RJ City guy, Matt Hardy, Jeff Jarrett. We got a blind eliminated tag team right there. Not looking you know, forward to that. You know what I've I've started watching, and now I'm going back and watching the previous episodes, is the, the Hey EW skits with RJ. I never watched one episode. If you ever watched Between Two Ferns, Between These Ferns. No. Between Two Ferns. Okay, if you never watched those, then fine. Uh, then... You probably wouldn't get it or you don't get it. But if you ever watch uh, Between Two Ferns with uh, Zach Galifianakis, it's really, really funny shit. And um, Hey EW is a play on that. It's all it is. It's it's hard to explain. But if you ever watch Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, you would get it. It's kind of funny. He had negative one on there the other day. It's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I seen that in my sub boxes, but I, I didn't really click on it. It's kind of funny. If you never watch Between Two Ferns, it's kind of hard to tell you to watch this. You'll like it. I'm not going to lie and say that. But if you get if you get that one, you'll get this one. That's kind of how it is. We're going to have a video package of Wheeler Yuta claiming that he is the favorite going into the match with Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega is battered and bruised. Yuta said this isn't about beating Omega. It's about ending him before blood and guts. Very simple. Okay. Simple. Very simple. A very simple objective here by Wheeler Yuta. Kill Kenny Omega. Basically, yeah. Chris Jericho made his ring entrance. Fans sang his song, Jesse. Whoa! <laughs> I can't stand this shit anymore, man. Fucking uh, not, pro wrestling's I, becoming goddamn uh, American Idol lately, especially on Monday Night Raw. I'm not going to lie. I, I saw your review talking about Seth. I didn't want to put that out in the universe because whenever I say shit like that, I'm the negative one. But when I see Seth sitting in the ring... I turn on Raw, see Seth standing in the ring waiting for people to sing his damn With song. With no music he, playing. Yeah. As he tells everyone now, he's a revolutionary. I turn it off. I it, I legitimately actually turn it off. Like, it, because it is played out. It is I mean, played I mean out. the Jericho stuff isn't even comparable, man. It's not even the same. You can't even compare the two. Jericho, they, no. they sing the last fucking line of the of the lyrics. The last line of the co- of the chorus. Jericho yeah, he, doesn't have them fucking sing the entire song for the remainder two yeah. minutes he's in the ring. And sit out there and put the put the lyrics on the Titan Tron so they can read them. On, it's a fucking like, karaoke <laughs> night with fucking three dollar <laughs> Bud Lights being sold. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus no, that is, Christ. 
it is a little cringe, dude. It is very fucking cringe. And the th- the thing with Cody's entrance, Cody's entrance does pop the crowd. I do like the the whoa, whoa part. Um, it does seem like they do kind of drag it out to get a second whoa, whoa, whoa. And then when Cody comes out more than once in one night to do the shit all over again, fuck that. No, 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 not again, man. Yeah, when he comes when, when he comes out for a second, when he showed up, he showed yeah. up on Monday in his ring gear to open the show, and then they had an Why? interview segment where he said nothing, absolutely Why? nothing, and he came out in his fucking uh, three piece suit. Wow! They got the whole Why? fucking thing for a fucking thirty second promo. Really? Wow! I'm gonna fight Brock Lesnar anytime, any place, anywhere. Do you care to tell us where that is, Cody? With four weeks left to go, I wonder where it would be. How about Detroit? Why? But but that 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 clucky title is coming to fruition. He's starting to look at Seth. <laughs> yep. That, that consolation title, man. Yep. That's Cody's. Yep. That's it. I, I I fucking knew it. They that that. They're gonna call that title completing Cody's story, and that is not Cody's story. Even though he said at the at the post show scrum that uh, winning that title is not finishing his story. Hey, oh yeah? yeah, whatever whatever Vince tells you is the story, you're gonna fucking yeah. finish Vince's story, Cody. You ain't finishing yeah. Dusty's fucking story. And I, and I do I do disagree with you that Roman getting pinned takes from Cody's story roman was not in existence when cody's father was here bro it doesn't and when cody came back he never once talked about beating roman reigns he talked about beating the champion it doesn't matter who who it is bro cody edge fucking seth they could be fucking bobby lashley it doesn't matter roman reigns lost that's like bro that was that was never a part of cody's story bro never once said he never said that's that's like that's like your starting pitcher going nine eight innings with a a perfect game and you pull him out of the fucking game because he's he's exceeded his pitch limit i I can't i can't let him go anymore i got let's bring in the closer what the fuck (laughs) really you're gonna have this guy finish the job come on man yeah um, unfortunately, the story that we have is a story that they told us that that he wanted to fulfill, and he never once said that beating Roman was fulfilling the story. He said becoming champion was. Technically, if Roman lost that title altogether and Cody won it from someone else, technically that's still Cody. Well, well, I mean, the story. I mean, well, I mean, to 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 finish your story, you have to pin Roman. That wasn't his story. His story is to pin the champion. And Roman, it, Roman title. is the champion. Okay. Still the champion, so Cody's story is still good. But don't you think it would be more epic if he wins the title and then ends Roman streak and streak and vanquishes the fucking evil Roman Empire and then is the guy? I Absolutely. mean, Absolutely. Yeah, be, that would be more epic. But that doesn't mean the story's over. I I mean, the, the, well, the, sto- the story's already tarnished. That's that's what I'm, that's what my point is. It's it's tarnished. Could have been better. It's like they got a mid-season finale, and it's like, what the fuck? I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to watch the rest of this fucking season anymore. Yeah. The the only thing that will make it bullshit is if Cody then somehow, some way changes his story from what he originally said. And he originally said he needed to win the big one. And he never once said that beating Roman and, and ending Roman streak was his story. He said winning that title was his story. Would the moment have been uh, more epic if he beat Roman streak? Sure. But that doesn't change. You can't change a story, and he has not changed the story, well, uh, so I won't, I won't fault him for well, that. Well, let, let's agree, let's agree on this. Cody Rhodes and his and his momentum and, and, and how Cody Rhodes is portrayed has gone downhill. Oh my god! In the fucking toilet. Yeah, is it? It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's chalk. 
Done. In the tour, they, they're wasting him with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. It's, Four it's, months it's, of Brock Lesnar has done absolutely nothing but negative towards Cody. Rose. No, there's nothing. Cody was Cody. Cody now and the Cody we got before WrestleMania, night and day. Yes. Night and day. Okay. They. I kind of figured that WWE didn't have the ability to carry the story for another year to get Cody back to where he is. And I think what they're going to do is just kind of not give a shit through the summer months and then come winter and fall, then they're going to try to build him back up to that Cody again come the next WrestleMania season. And, and, and you know what the thing is? If he wins the Royal Rumble again, I don't know how well that's going to go off because I ain't choosing him to win the Rumble. If, no, Gun- if, Gun- no. if Gunther loses the IC title, and I know this is fucking turning into a WWE fucking discussion now. If Gunther loses that title, bro, I think Gunther should win the Royal Rumble. He's my Royal Rumble pick. Fuck Cody. He can keep that title and win the Rumble for all I fucking care. Me too. I mean, he, he he's he's the most dominant individual in that company, not named Roman Reigns. Yeah. So and yeah, rightfully I, so, deservedly yeah, so. Yeah, he should win the Royal Rumble. As a matter of fact, has an Intercontinental Champion ever won the Royal Rumble? I don't think so. Boom! History. There you go. Finish the story. Finish the story. Jericho, he's out there. He said, tonight is a bittersweet night for him. He said, over the last few months, he's suffered a lot of big losses and things haven't gone his way. So maybe it's time for me to reevaluate a few things and make some changes. He said, Alberta is the perfect place to be reinvigorated. He says, he started his pro wrestling career there in Alberta. He said, it seems like only yesterday down the road, he started the train, uh, his training with Stu Hart. Fans, they were not booing Stu Hart. They were chanting Stu. Stu. Chanting Stu. I said which turned Stu. into people thinking that they were booing. No. Stu. No. Jer- Jericho even said, you're seriously booing Stu Hart? No, Chris. They're just saying Stu. I don't think any heart will ever be booed no. in the country of Canada. No. He talked more about his history in various small towns in the area. He said, Now's the time to become the best version of Chris Jericho ever. Don Callis walks out. He got bombarded with booze. He got a fuck you Callis chant out there. Dominic never received one of those. (laughs) Fuck you, Dominic. That's not PG. Fuck you, Dom. No. No, no, Kevin Dunn will be on the fucking trigger of, uh, you know, the the fucking censor button in the production truck quickly. So he's... They'll get dommed. Uh, Callis is out there. He's getting fuck you, Callis chance. Callis says he's hearing Jericho say he needs a change. Callis said six years ago, July 5th, 2017, he called him from a hotel room in Tokyo and asked him if he'd like to main event the Tokyo Dome against Kenny Omega. He said in 34 years of friendship, he surprised him and said, oh, yeah. He says they changed the course of wrestling history. And so Jericho wouldn't be there today if it weren't for his idea. Jericho says it was eight years in 2015 when Callis was outside of pro wrestling and he knew he was miserable he says he helped him get back into pro wrestling and he helped him get into aew he says he's bigger and more powerful than he's ever been because of him and he told don Callis that it wouldn't happen or you know we might not see don Callis in aew if it wasn't for chris jericho so Callis told jericho that as with most things in their 34-year friendship they are in agreement fans booed again Callis says that when they are together they make history says it was uh, recently that he was betrayed by a coward named CM, uh, not CM Punk, Kenny Omega. Uh, he said he has to build a new family, which uh, will be based on trust. Callis says when he thinks of trust, he thinks of Jericho. Callis asks Jericho if he's ready to change history one more time. 
Will you join the Don Callis family? He asked Jericho. Jericho looked around and said, are you seriously asking me to join your family, join your faction? I don't join factions, Jericho said. I create them. Jericho then said, maybe. And he walked away. I hope that this happens, man. I think, you know, you talk about the reinvigorating of Chris Jericho and what he needs, man. I think a lot of people, and Jericho would probably be there as well in that discussion to tell you personally, yeah, the JAS doesn't feel the same. But if you want to be reinvigorated, man, you know, Jericho can reinvent himself like no other, man. He he, he could go out there and, and fucking have something tomorrow and it'll be on a T-shirt and fans will be chanting it and they'll, you know, be selling a ton of it. And he's, he's just that good. But you talk about, like, getting Jericho on the serious, you know, back on TV in the way we need him presented. I think a callous partnership would be that. I think this is a great partnership. Yeah, it can work out. I mean, it, they don't need it. They don't, no, he honest. doesn't need it, yeah. They don't, they, neither one of them need it. Callous yeah. doesn't need it. Jericho doesn't need it. Um, but why not? You know, I mean, uh, uh, Takeshita needs Callus, absolutely. But uh, other than that, it's two when I get those two when I get together, sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not, man? Yeah, let's do it. Does it spell the end of JAS? I don't know. I don't know. I think the JAS has kind of run its course. Sammy's good it enough is. to be on his own. Danny Garcia can drop that fucking uh, Miami nightlife gimmick that he's got dancing around, whatever the fuck he's doing. He's, it looks like he's ready to pop out of a fucking cake and uh, uh, do uh, fucking Mr. Strippergram out there. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's not doing anything. No, you, we talked about 2.0 going on their own. They're a solid tag team, right? They could they could do their own thing. Do, do we really need JAS? They literally have uh, 2.0 out there as jobbers. Yeah. Literally out there with no entrance music or nothing. Yeah. It's sad. It's fucking sad. Right, we'll see. Jericho and Don Callis, I like it. Uh, promo. Video aired on CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Main event for this Saturday's collision. Should be great. We saw sound bites. Of Joe and Punk. Joe said Punk has never been better than him. Punk says he'll beat him for the first time on Saturday. He said after that, whatever is left in him will go on to win the tournament. Tell me when I'm telling lies, says CM Punk. That's a that's a that's a tough one, man. Does Punk lose? The thing is, Jesse, if Punk loses, remember what he said on that debut episode of Collision, bro. He had the red bag. Whatever was in the red bag, he clearly said in front of everybody, man. He's the red bag champion. You know, he said it on on that debut episode. I am whatever is in this bag until somebody beats me for it. I mean, if Joe beats him, Jesse, I think uh, Samoa Joe is whatever's in the bag champion, right? No, no, because that could be a red bag qualifier match where you got to beat the red bag champion (laughs) to get a red bag title It'll be a red bag eliminator match. Yes, so that could be it as well. Maybe Joe has to beat Punk for the red. I think the red bag is just the title itself. It's just literally just the red bag. That's it. Uh, I don't know. I, I know Jay White mentioned uh, something about the red bag on Saturday night. He mentioned the bag. He said, bring the fucking bag with you. That, yeah. man, that bag That bag is going to be like the lockbox for the McMahon. It's just going to be one of those things that you just never come to a conclusion on. I'm still, listen, man, I'm still, I'm still going with my, my wild prediction of Punk versus Starks and Starks joins Bullet Club Gold. That's what I'm going with. You think Ricky Starks turns heel? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I say it's too soon, but they just turned them baby face, but they're not capitalizing on it. No, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, I can see that. 
Anyway, it should be a big uh, collision on Saturday night. I'll be watching with you guys. I'll keep you posted if I'm doing anything live for it. But uh, right now, the answer is probably not. Is your chat moving? Uh, my chat is uh, not moving. No. At all? No. I've already refreshed, too. I guess everybody fell asleep. I don't know. We're still, we're, still, we're still live. No, we're live, but fucking YouTube, man. Wake up! Where what is everybody? Hell? Jesus I Christ. That- you fell asleep? This is not Monday night. What the fuck are you guys doing? Holy oh, no. shit. It's not moving. I just typed something in there. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's starting to move. Jesus Christ. Got 2,000 people fucking going silent? Like nobody. Like, dude, that, our chat was not moving, man. It's the YouTube has been on the on, on point. Yeah. Uh, we got a brief uh, promo for Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs in the Owen Hart Cup tournament. And uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Should be good. Adam Cole and MJF versus Butcher of Butcher and Blade and Matt Menard. Eliminated tag team tournament match. Um, splitting up tag teams here. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I don't know <laughs> where, I don't know who, how or who made these fucking teams. But uh, Vince McMahon 101. Break up tag teams, pal. Ridiculous. MJF came out. He told everybody to stop the music. He told Manzuri to stop the music. He then said, uh, you know, this. He pointed to the entrance and Adam Cole's music hit. MJF walking down the aisle with Adam Cole. And he was he was slapping people's hands in the front row. <laughs> this guy was giving people high fives in the front row. This guy's a dickhead. I'm like, what, are you, what, what is going on here? Well, what's next? He's going to be helping old lady grandma across the streets <laughs> with her groceries? Huh? He's going to be fucking uh, doing Make-A-Wish. What is he doing? Oh, my God. That'd be fucking epic. They should make MJF have to go do Make-A-Wishes and film that shit. Crazy. Oh, that'd be so good. So we, we get to the to the ring apron, and he, he does the boom with Adam Cole's theme music with Adam Cole. <laughs> he gets in the ring. He starts jogging around Adam Cole, and he does the Adam Cole baby with Adam Cole. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking sitting there laughing my ass off. At this shit, I'm like, oh my god, man, this guy is fucking ridiculous. He is fucking ridiculous. So we got this match. Uh, it went nine minutes. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining. At one point, MJF had an abdominal stretch on. I think it was uh, it was uh, I don't know if it was uh, Matt Menard. I think it was Matt Menard. Uh, whoever he had an abdominal stretch on his opponent, and. Uh, he looked over to Adam Cole and he said, "Grab my hand," because he wanted the leverage on the on the fucking abnormal stretch. And Adam Cole's like, "No, I'm not grabbing your hand." And then he's like, "Grab my hand, grab my." And he's like telling the fucking fans to get involved to tell Adam Cole to grab his hand. Adam Cole eventually grabs his hand, and uh, they pop big for it. So um, we get MJF kind of being beaten down here. He makes the hot tag, and Adam Cole comes in. And Menard had MJF in an abdominal stretch. Uh, MJF cried out for Cole, help me, help me, help me. MJF escaped, tossed Menard off of him. MJF finally leapt into hot tag Cole. Cole comes in, quick work of Menard with the boom. One, two, three, and Adam Cole and MJF win in nine minutes. Very academic stuff here. No surprises as they advance. And it, uh, uh, given their storyline, obviously means that they are the odds-on favorites here to win this tournament and go to the finals. Uh, afterwards... MJF celebrated with Cole. He asked the crowd if there were any devil worshippers in Alberta. Many cheered and chanted MJF. He asked, how many fans 
are there here of a certain individual with a super cool over name. He told Cole to do his thing. He did the Adam Cole Bay Bay. MJF says that they'd have done better if they hit that double clothesline earlier. <laughs> Cole reminded him, boundaries, Max, boundaries. MJF asked Cole to hang out and have another bro session with him. He then asked fans what they think. They chanted, yes, yes, yes. Adam Cole said, sure, Max, why not? As Adam Cole was about to leave the ring, MJF said, one more thing, one more thing. Happy birthday. So we got streamers dropping from above. We got guys coming out with the with the, a cake and balloons from the back. Birthday party hats. And MJF put a hat on Cole. He put one on himself. MJF put one of them, uh, them fucking, what do they call them? Kazoos in his mouth. And he blows the kazoo. There's Adam Cole. That's the fucking spirit, says uh, MJF. Happy birthday to Adam Cole. He starts singing. And my God, man, the melodious tones of MJF. Holy shit. Singing happy birthday to Adam Cole, man. What'd you think of that? That was amazing. I had no idea it was his birthday. Listen, man, we talk about American Idol. MJF should be on American Idol. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Cole says he gets it. He's a good singer. Stop, stop, please. I get it. You're a good singer. And Cole said MJF has done more than enough. MJF says it's time for Cole to make a wish. Fans chanted, make a wish, make a wish. The candle had, uh, or the cake had one candle on it lit. Cole blew it out. And uh, as Cole was about to blow it out, MJF looked into the camera that was in the ring and says, I'm going to f- shove his face into the cake. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> he smiled and he said he's going to shove Cole's face into the cake. He tried. Cole avoided him and shoved MJF's face into the cake. MJF said, you got me. You got me. Adam Cole takes his finger, wipes it across MJF's forehead and takes a, a fucking piece of the cake and the frosting off of his finger. And fans are chanting, eat the cake, eat the cake. MJF ate some. Cole thanked MJF for doing all that for his birthday and said, Max, thank you, my friend. And he left the ring. So is Adam Cole warming up to MJF, bro? There you go, man. There you go. Getting his guard down. And I think Roddy's going to give him the dick kick city when it's all said and done, bro. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, man. This uh, festival of friendship vibe that we're getting from MJF and uh, Adam Cole, it's working. Uh, I think it's great. It, it may come off a little cheesy to some, but listen, man, AEW can't do fucking 100 miles an hour with in-ring pro wrestling all the time, man. It, it, the, the, when stuff like this happens and we get segments like this, it, it's it, it's such a welcomed break and a welcomed addition to the show because they don't do it all the time. So when you see something like this and it comes off this good, it's like shit. That's a nice little breakup of the fucking same old AEW fucking a thousand miles an hour on a dynamite. I like it. You know? Yeah. Have you noticed that? I think we've gotten MJF wrestling like three, four weeks straight, man. Yeah, his cat doesn't like his cat Piper does not like his, it. Bro. His cat is pissed off. Pissed off. He this said, "What did neglect? What did MJF say? You want me here wrestling every week? What kind of sick perverts are you?" <laughs> What type of fucking operation you got around here, TK? Holy shit. What kind of bullshit is this? Jesus Christ. MJF, though, has wrestled more in the last week than Roman has wrestled all year on TV. House shows not included. Gotta fill those dates, bruh. Yeah. Renee interviewed Jericho backstage. Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara were standing with them. Garcia took issue with Jericho saying, maybe, he said, we need you. Jericho says it doesn't mean yes or no, but he said, 
they can't be under his wing forever and they have to branch out on their own. Renee said they've been doing draws all night and Garcia and Guevara are teaming together in the blind eliminator. I mean, what are the odds that they got paired together? I mean, I mean, this is why the thing kind of seems silly. Not a big fan of the eliminator, but here we are. Jericho told them to show them that they can be leaders without him. Garcia then offered uh, a fist bump to Guevara and they are a team and they're going to go do this thing on their own. So, uh, we got them in the tournament, and Jericho is going to do his thing. So we don't know what's happening to the JAS. They may be uh, disbanding right before our very eyes as well. Now, this whole thing, this whole spiel about trying to get us to make Sammy a baby face by them just simply telling us was an epic fail. It feels like that they realized that. Yeah. And it looks like if they're just going to put Sammy and Garcia in a tag team and let them go out there and just organically become baby faces. That is a goddamn home run right there. That is how you can do it. Garcia, the fans want to cheer Garcia. They proved that when they went, they went through this whole pro wrestler sports entertainer deal. Yeah. So these two can work and I can only imagine these two as a legit tag team. So I think that pairing will get those two over as baby faces together. Yeah, I like them as a tag team, too. Yeah. I, I I think that would work very well. Yep. Uh, Renee was also backstage with Britt Baker. She accused Ruby. So- Hi, Britt. Hi, Brittany. So happy that you're back to full health, Britt. So happy. Brittany, I do not agree with this L you took. I think that's bullshit. I think you should have won. All right, we'll talk about that in a second. She accused Ruby Soho of lying last week when she said uh, she took everything from here that she cares about. She said she cannot take her pride. I will always be the face of this division. She also produced the uh, Owen Hart belt. Someone handed it to her off from the side and said she will always be the winner of the first tournament. And she said she'll beat her on her way to winning it again. Wait, Ru- let me pause you. Let me pause you for a second. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, look at the chat. You see Renee Marquez's comment? Renee Marquez. Let me, where's my mouse? Uh, let me see. Uh, yes. Evil Uno joins Blackpool Combat Club in Blood and Guts. That might be it. The Dark Order, just, just to get, just to get at Hangman. I could see it. I could just see it. to get at Hangman. I could see it. I could see that. If not, if not get into the match, at least get involved in the match and have a hand in the outcome. But yeah. that's a that's a good call. Yeah, so it's so, a it's a dark horse pick for sure. Yeah, but it's yeah. uh it, it's yeah. something that's logical. Yeah, yep, very good call, very good call, Marquez. Uh, we got this uh, Owen Hart tournament quarterfinals match for the ladies: Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. Ruby Soho goes on to win in about ten minutes. Uh, Soho rolled up Baker for a two. Storm and the rest of the outcasts. Soraya was out there as well. Storm grabbed Baker's boots as she ran the ropes. Soho then scored a near fall off of that. Baker avoided a top rope uh, move from Soho and then super kicked her. She followed with a backslide for a two count. Baker then tried the lockjaw in the middle of the ring. Soraya distracted the ref. Tony Storm held up the belt on the other side of the ring. Soho ran Baker's head into it. Landed no future for a very close near fall. Soho looked shocked when she didn't get the three count. She then applied an STF a couple seconds later. Baker reached the bottom rope. She kicked off into a lockjaw. 
Storm and Soraya yanked Soho by her boots to the floor. And Baker then threw Soho back into the ring as she went out there to uh, basically uh, get involved three-on-one with the rest of the outcasts. Storm yanked on Baker's leg, slowing her uh, entrance back into the ring. Soho then landed a victory roll on Baker and then grabbed uh, Tony Storm's hand for the le- leverage pin to steal a victory here, Jesse. And Ruby Soho, uh, this was the finals of the tournament last year and now in the opening round match, gets her victory back and advances over Britt Baker to go wrestle Sky Blue, who I think will advance to the finals in this thing, Sky Blue, uh, next week. Yeah, I think... Um... I don't know. I think I said this last week. I think with Jamie Hayter going down um, and the, a lot of the focus just being off of the women right now, I think it'd be a good idea to get Britt Baker back at the spotlight. So that's kind of that's kind of why I was hoping that she was going to win this and they and they kind of get back on her on her um, on her coattail per se. Because when she was at the top, I mean the women's division was a little bit more interesting. There was a lot more things going on around her at the time too, but right now there's just not enough. There's not enough going on in it. So I mean, and I don't think Ruby Soho is gonna ignite anything as far as the women goes. I mean, they gotta keep they gotta keep Brit involved with these with these uh, girls here, the outcasts, because when Jamie Hader comes back, I mean, the inevitable match is gonna be Hader versus Tony Storm again, because it wasn't yeah. really fair that uh, you know Jamie Hader lost the title in the way that she did when she did to Tony. So they gotta keep it. They got to keep it going somehow, and Britt is the only thing here keeping it going. Um, you know, everybody else that fought alongside them to go at the Outcasts—they're all doing—they're all off doing their own thing. So, how much of the story is really still there? You know, yeah. Yeah, not true. much. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, Jay Cargill may not be back. She said that she may be taking a long extended break from pro wrestling. Not that I care, but she 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 went at fan. She's not going to be back. So I don't know what what's going to happen there. Um, Tony's going to have uh, a, a very difficult time uh, getting the division to where it needs to be. Honestly, Tony Khan, that is. So, you Dude, know, Jay, she- better, Jay better get her ass back. Dude. I, I think it's important that she gets her ass back here. That that losing the title after after winning a match to to Chris Statlander is not giving back what was put into you. They gave you like a hundred and seventy thousand wins, and oh, you need to get yeah. back there and get. And, and then she back. and then she had the balls to say that uh, she would be just as popular without AEW. No, honey. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Where would you be? You weren't, you weren't popular before if you did AEW. I never heard of you. Me neither. I heard of Brandon Phillips. It is a terrible. It is a terrible fucking attitude, man. I, I'm taking an extended break. We gave you how much TV time? To not yeah. get over, and now you don't want to give back. <laughs> yeah, she she managed to become the she managed to become the AEW's version of Ronda. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, I mean, look, they put up they put a lot into that run, and just dropping that title, you know, like a fluke like this is not enough. She needs to come back and and give back to that division. Yeah, absolutely. Main event: Kenny Omega, Wheeler Yuta. This was a very good main event. I mean, Yuta's a great wrestler. You you may not like Willie Yuta. Oh, he's too small. Whatever the case may be, Yuta is a great wrestler. Kenny Omega, we know how good Kenny Omega is. And um, this was a great main event. And it's set up for the blood and guts. That's what this was all about. So everybody's like, oh, there's no story here. Yes, there is a story. It's blood and guts in two weeks. So what, what, did, what did you hear that Jade say, did Jade say she might not be coming back? Yeah, she, no, I mean, she, she she said it somewhere. I don't know if it was on social media or whatnot or an interview. 
or she's replying to fans' tweets or something like that, but she said uh, she might not be back. Uh, her time away from wrestling has been great. She might not come back at all, something along those so, lines. So so Joseph Geraci, uh, Jade is obviously coming back. Where do you guys come up with this stuff? We get it from Jade. We got it from Jade, Joseph Geraci. From, from Jade. Is, is that a good enough source for you? I mean... The fuck Sorry. are you asking me where you're getting this from when Jade herself said it? Otherwise, I wouldn't have mentioned it. Unbelievable, you, make, you guys. You make up shit, bro. No, I, I make up shit. Yeah. You just make it up. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. I'm sorry. Proceed, please. Uh, great main event here. Set it up blood and guts. So, yes, this had uh, a lot to do with blood and guts. Omega hit a uh, running palm strike on Yuta early. Uh, he did come back. Yuta had a lot of offense early on this thing, and it was all Yuta going into a commercial break. Omega made a comeback, running palm strike. Uh, he went for a fisherman buster on Yuta for two. Yuta dodged a V-trigger, counted into an angle slam. Yuta went to the top. He took too long. Omega quickly followed with a big leg uh, trapped suplex. Huge, unbelievable spot. Both men tried forearms. Yuta planted Omega with a nice bridging German. This led to rolling German attempts by Yuta as Omega fought free, popped Yuta in the back with a V-trigger, two snapdragons. Yuta nearly got a roll-up out of nowhere, but Omega charged with another V-trigger, and Yuta was fucking reeling at this point. Yuta then all of a sudden counters a one-winged angel into a seatbelt pin. Omega was up. Uh, he got out of that, comes back with a powerbomb, another V-trigger. As Omega went for the big shot again, Don Callis comes out, and he was held back by security. This allowed Konosuke Takeshita to get into the ring as Rick Knox was occupied with Don Callis on the outside. Hit Omega with a blue thunder bomb, perfectly executed. Yuta followed up with a big frog splash, only gets a two count. Crowd went crazy. Yuta went up to climb the ropes. Omega punched his legs. He caught him with the one-winged angel off the second rope, and he wins one, two, three, Wins over Yuta. Post-match, Claudio hit the ring with Takeshita. Put the boots to him. Omega was in there as well. Young Bucks come out to save Omega with Adam Page. They hit the ring with chairs to even the odds. Castagnoli hit a BTE trigger. But as Page went for a chair shot, the Dark Order ran in to take the chair away from Page as that was the last scene you saw as the show faded to black. Yeah, go. we gotta we gotta we gotta pull up the clips on Twitter and find out what happened after that they ran out of time on us. Yeah. They normally give us an overrun. I wonder why we didn't get an overrun. Yeah, that uh yeah, we didn't get no overrun there. Dark Order was the last thing you seen stopping Adam Page from hitting Kenny Omega. So uh, we may actually end up getting evil Uno in that match. Who knows? It's it's interesting. That's, I mean it it seems like they could be building to that, you know, yeah. a dark order entry. Yeah, you know, or or two. So I'm not opposed to that. That that they that, that it's reasonable. It's logical. It makes sense. It plays into everything they've been doing over the last year. So I am okay with that. Everything does not have to be a big, you know, return or a big debut. You know, this is long-term storytelling right here. Yeah. So I am absolutely okay with um, a member or two from the Dark Order either being in Blood and Guts or the Dark Order um, factoring into the match somehow in Blood and Guts. I'm okay with it. We will see. Uh, it's going to be uh, uh, a nice show full of surprises on July 19th. Rampage, we got uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Jarrett against Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara, blind eliminator quarterfinal. 
Big Bill and Brian Cage are also in the tournament teaming up against Trent Beretta and Matt Seidel. That's another quarterfinal match. Hikaru Shida battles Marina Shafir. And Adam Page and the Young Bucks take on Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds again. More Dark Order versus the Elite there on Rampage. Collision is going to be a great show. Punk versus Joe Owen. Tournament semifinals. Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. Owen Hart, tournament semifinal. FTR versus uh, Switchblade and Juice. Tag title eliminator. And Athena versus Willow. That's the ladies' Owen Hart tournament semifinal. And then Dynamite next week. That's going to be a good one. Oh, man, that's going to be a good one right yeah. there, man. And Jeez. then D- Dynamite next week, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy face the winner of Jeff Jarrett and Matt Hardy versus Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. MJF and Adam Cole face the winner of Big Bill and uh, Brian Cage versus Trent Red and Matt Seidel. Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue in a semifinal match for the Owen. Nick Wayne makes his AEW in-ring debut against Swerve Strickland and Chris Jericho takes on Commander from Ring of Honor. Interesting. Interesting shows. I mean, it's not yeah. uh, it's not uh, jumping off the fucking page as like, oh my god, I need to watch these shows. But I mean, listen, uh, man, continuity and consistency—that's what they're about. I don't know, man. Athena and Willow is jumping off the page on me, man. Well, I mean, that colli- is collision, be- collision. The whole show is going to be fucking great. I can't wait for Collision. Yeah, yeah. that is going to be a hard hitting match, man. Yeah. Definitely. That I can I cannot wait to see. Um, something else I uh, I wanted to mention. Um, the there was there was um. Some really good chain wrestling in the Britt Baker Ruby Soho match. I, I think it kind of went underappreciated. I mean, it's 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 not the it's not the kind of chain wrestling you see with the women. I, I think that should be highlighted because I thought that was pretty damn good what they did out there. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was decent. Uh, Ruby Soho's. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the best Ruby has been in her entire AW run. Oh this, yeah, she's great. with the with the Outcasts. Very good. Yeah. In in ring work, it is great. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry that the storyline has just fell flat and gone nowhere. Yeah. But in the ring, um, I think Ruby is is holding the holding the holding the place together with that with the outcasts. I'm not sure what's going on with Soraya. I'm not sure if they're just holding her back a little bit and being precautious, which is okay, which is fine. She doesn't have to be out there every week. So I hope everything is going okay and they're just um spacing out her in ring dates. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that is uh, the AEW Dynamite uh, portion of the review. I appreciate you guys joining us here on your Wednesday nights. I'm going to step away for about a minute, man. I got a nice little special message from my friends over at DraftKings right here on the AEW Dynamite post on Off the Script. Let me talk to you, man. UFC 290 is coming up this weekend. Have you guys built your bet slips yet? If not, I don't know what the hell. You're all waiting for. Today's video is sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. And for all new customers who use my promo code JD from NY, you guys are going to bet $5 and get this. You're going to receive $150 in bonus bets instantly. You heard me correct. All you have to do is use promo code JD from NY, bet $5 and you're going to receive $150 in bonus bets instantly. Now you guys can stay in the action and use that $150 in bonus bets on DraftKings. Same fight parlays for a shot at an even bigger payout. You guys can combine multiple bets together from the same fight, including number of rounds and method of victory. The more bets you combine, the more you can win. DraftKings is the only place where you can bet same fight parlays. 
And if sports betting is not yet available in your state, don't worry, man. You can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy for a shot at winning cash prizes. So I don't know what you guys are waiting for, man. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and all new customers. Bet $5 and receive $150 in bonus bets when you use my promo code JD from NY. That's bet $5. Get $150 back in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook. There you got it, guys. DraftKings, the official sponsor of Off the Script as we get into the Super Chats here. Before, before we start the Super Chats. Yeah. Let's do a... Because we have not, and, and this is why this is off the script, man. We didn't talk about this at all. Let's do a let's do a two minute, three minute review of AEW Fight Forever. Overall thoughts. What are we thinking about the game? What are we missing? What are we lacking? What do we love? What do we hate? Um, the gameplay is fucking great. I love the gameplay. Um, I think the gameplay is so much better than WWE. Uh, it, it does have a, a little clunky feel to it, but the old games had that clunky feel to it as yeah. well. WWE2K is very clunky. I hate the mechanics of that. Much rather the arcade style of Fight Forever. I just feel like it's a yes. little bit more of a wrestling game. Like yes. counters and holds and the wrestling moves are done better in my opinion. Everything just feels better. I love the sound of the game. Yes. I love the sound. I love the fact that the, the ring feels like a ring. It sounds like a ring. The crowd is involved. Um, those are the little things I like. But as far as... The overall ambiance of the game, I feel. Uh, I, I think the presentation could be better. I, I think the ring yeah. entrances could be a little longer. Um, yes. I feel like it's bare bones as far as gameplay options and match types. I hope that's going to be added along the way. I would love, the one thing I really want is because, you know, I, I want to stream the game and I want to have fun with you guys. I want to use my imagination and creativity. Uh, I, I hope that there's an option to create your own show or your own pay-per-view or... Yeah. You know, turn on interference like the old games. I'd love, I'd love to have yep. just the interference get turned on, and you're you're doing a match between two people, and someone randomly comes out and starts randomly shit. Comes out, you yeah. know, like the old games. The, those, those little things, those little nuances. I hope that they add. But overall, I think it's great. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I I, I like the whole goal of the game was to bring back um, what all video game fans call. Um, the best wrestling games of all time, the you know the WrestleManias, the No Mercies, that that platform. Uh, I think they captured that and improved it with yep. the new gen system. So I, I like that part. Um, it does feel a little like you say bare bones. That there's no there's no voice acting in the storyline mode. You got to sit and read subtitles. I thought I thought that was kind of low budget. I mean, I feel like with new gen and everything they have access to. They could have given us the audio dialogue of everything that they're putting on the screen. Um, one missing thing that I wish was there is um, cross-platform play. You can't play against players on other consoles or PC and stuff like that. Oh, so when you're online, it's got to be against PlayStation Five users. Yeah, because okay. they don't they don't have their own server. They don't have like you know the EA servers where you log in today or like the. Bungie servers where you log into there to play cross-platform. Yep. Um, I am missing that because I have friends that have it on other platforms and I can't play against them. Um, what else was there? But I do like the style, like you say. So like 2K, 
WWE 2K feels like a simulator, like um, like like NBA 2K or yeah. NBA Live, and Fight Forever feels more like the arcade style, more like a you know, just uh, like just like NFL Street, NBA Jam stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And those are the games I enjoy playing more. I like the arcade video games. I should feel like video games. I should be able to do outlandishly unrealistic shit because it's a video game. You're supposed yeah. to have fun, so. That I do like, but overall, I'm having fun with it, though. Yeah, uh, for you guys asking in the chat, I will be streaming again, uh, streaming it again when I have when I have time. It's just uh, July is going to be a very busy month for me personally, and then uh, I got some family stuff going on, so you know you got to take care of that stuff first. But yes, I will be back live with it. Uh, I will let you know when. Expect that. Um, uh, someone someone says crossplay will be added later for Stadium Stampede. Okay, there you go. There we go. It's awesome, man. Yeah, but I'm having a good time with it, and uh, hopefully you guys are as well. Joseph Taylor with a seven dollars super chat. JD Jesse, your top three favorite Papa Roach songs. My top three favorite Papa Roach songs are "To Be Loved," "Last Resort," and "Born for Greatness." I am a primarily a, a hip hop fan, but I do cross over, as you guys know, into other different genres of music. If the life of my kids were at stake. And to save them, I cannot name you one Papa Roach song. Um, Last Resort's my favorite song, obviously, Joseph. But uh, to, to, to one-up your question, I, I'll give you my favorite album. I, I love uh, um, I love the Paramore Sessions, and um, that's probably my favorite Papa Roach album. I just think there's a lot of catchy tunes off that album. And, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Papa Roach. I think they have some really uh, nice driving music for uh, a nice summer drive down to the Jersey Shore. Lord J. Coyle with the $2 Super Chat. It's too funny when MJF pretends to be a babyface. Yes, he knows it's cheesy, but he does it well. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Tag tourney finals will probably be MJF Cole versus Darby and Orange Cassidy. That's exactly what it, it may end up being, for sure. I mean, it's the only... Uh, everybody else just seems like a fucking jobber team, honestly. Um, Sham World with nine months. Thank you, brother. Uh, if WWE offered a main event spot, do you think it would be worth it for Kenny Omega, MJF, or any AEW top star to jump ship while Vince McMahon is still there? Uh, no. 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 Uh, it's, not about, it's, not about what, it's not about what you get when you come through the door. It's about what you get after you've been there for six months. Yeah. Just look at Cody. Yep. Uh, Joseph Taylor with 2000 Super Jazz. JD Jesse, that fat guy at the gym is all of the IWC. And the MJF segment with Adam Cole, the fact Yeah. Tony Brown with a 999. Just celebrated a milestone birthday, July 3rd, fellas. Thank you, Tony Brown. And happy fucking birthday, man. Hopefully, happy birthday. Hopefully you had a cold beverage and uh, maybe some Lots booty. of booty meat. Maybe yeah. some booty meat. I don't know. Lots of booty meat for Tony Brown, man. Not today, Jay, with 10 months. 10 months in the venue. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. JD, I would... And we'll go to bat for you any day of the week, my brother. Love you. Thank you, uh, Jay. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for being here for 10 months, man. Susan D'Ambrosio with a $5 super chat. JD and Jesse, you guys make my Wednesday night. You guys are so entertaining. And Jesse said last week on his stream that he loves Larry the dog. Did you really? You love Larry? He must have. He must have said it. He's, he's, he's shaking his head in shame. 
This fucking ugly dog, dude. Larry is handsome. The most handsome man I've ever seen is Larry. Listen, bro, don't get don't let me get punk on you. Oh, he'll probably complain about it. I am woman with a five dollar super chat. Hey JD, sorry about the Whoopi Goldberg comment the other day. I found out the truth after your stream. I wish people wouldn't report stuff like that. Uh, maybe we need to just back off of Twitter. Maybe Elon is correct. Maybe he's correct in limiting your tweets. Okay. That guy is killing Twitter. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I called it before apparently, he bought it. Apparently, everybody uh, everybody today uh, in the IWC is moving over to this place called Threads. I mean, really? No, How long are you going to be using that after you sign up? Two yeah, weeks? No, they're not. No, they're not. They're going to stay and deal with this Twitter bullshit. I don't care. I'm not paying for Twitter. I don't care what he does with it. I really don't care. I don't, I'm not on it every day. I don't care. Uh, Susan with a five. About Larry, about the Larry the dog comment. I'm just teasing your head of talent relations. Love you. Nick Williams with a 10. Fourth of July was good, though Jesse served us expired pizza and tacos and got everyone in the venue sick and then served Corbin beer. My little hobbitses, he says. <laughs> Bro, today I, found, I, I came across something. Someone legitimately took every clip that I've ever said about Impact and laughed at it and put a compilation on YouTube for an hour about me yeah. laughing at Impact. Yeah, that's not good for the business. <laughs> that's not good. Not good at all. Hey, listen, man. I changed my ways, man. I haven't said anything about Impact uh, a lot lately. At all. Hey, man. I might need you to hop on the Impact train at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Stay afloat. Uh, Nick, thank you for the time, brother. Beyond the script, four ninety nine. Sending prayers to you, JD. Anytime you need to chat, message me anytime. I'll get back to you. Love you and Jesse. OTS for life. Thank you, man. Tenorio with a five. JD, did you ever see everything, everywhere, all at once? Did I ever see everything, everywhere, all at once? I don't know what you mean, Tenorio. Okay. Ricardo Nunez with a 20. JD and Jesse, did y'all see the promo? Daddy Magic and Butcher did. Daddy Magic is the best. He does the best promos better than Kingston, he says. Really? Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Yeah. He's not, he's not better than Kingston. They, they do deliver... They deliver different kinds of promos. Daddy Magic promos are more comedic, and Eddie Kingston's promos are, are very realistic and believable. My little hobbits. Oh, no. Ricardo, thank you, brother. Uh, apparently, that is a uh, movie scenario mentioned. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I, I never heard of it. Oh, that does sound kind of familiar now. Never heard of it, bro. Uh, I think I have heard of it. I have not seen it, but I have heard of it. Uh, Elijah with a 15 months. Thank you, brother. What's up, JD? Enjoy the show tonight. MJF and Cole are legendary. Let me get a Ronda Drench. (laughs) My precious. 
Uh, Elijah, thank you, brother. The Blank Project with the six ninety nine. Saw my first AEW show live in my hometown of Edmondson, Alberta, Canada. Go Oilers and go JD. Thank you, brother. Hopefully, oh, that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, hopefully you had a good time, man. AEW does a great live show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I heard that movie um, from from before. It was the one that won all of the Oscars this year. It's the one, you know, every year there's like a movie that like wins all of the damn awards. Ah. This was that movie. Okay. It was the, it was the movie with the Asian cast. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Uh, Zay the Legend with a 199. AW All In now reaches 75,000 tickets sold. Yes, and Vince McMahon and Nick Khan somewhere are fucking clenching their fists to the sky. Great. This will be the largest venue I've ever been to. Yep, me too. Awesome. Uh, Jeremy Lewis with a 22 months. I smell that gold mic indeed. Uh, very much a festival of friendship, though. Nice set of MJF and Cole and the story. MJF has no friends. Prayers to GMA. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, Festival of Friendship, man. That was some great shit. Cole and MJF are entertaining uh, very much. Cisco with the $2 Super Chat. Was the Logan Paul and Ricochet fight real? No. It was a setup for <laughs> their match at SummerSlam, Cisco. Somebody thought that that backstage fight was real? Yeah. Okay. What do we do with LA Knight at SummerSlam is my question. Never mind Paul, Logan Paul and Ricochet. I think if you guys stop asking that question and stop tricking yourselves into thinking that LA Knight is going to actually get a push, I think you guys would be better off. Yeah. He's not, uh, it's not happening. No. Francis Loop with the $10. He's lucky he has a job. Never mind. Yeah, he's got a job. He's yeah. entertaining. but he's lucky, he, he's lucky he is around as LA Knight with Vince McMahon still running creative. That's all I'll say. Yeah, you'll know when WWE will start pushing him because he'll be he'll start getting nauseated. Yeah. Uh, Francis Loop with a ten dollars super chat. Were, uh, where were the Outrunners, Bear Country, and Serena Deeb? Is it me or does JD Drake, real in ring JD, and Anthony Henry, the workhorseman, remind you of AEW's version of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? No, they do not. I don't know where any of those people are. Serena Deeb, I don't know where the fuck Serena Deeb is. I don't know, but it's a crime that she's not on TV. We're getting ready to get Layla Hirsch back, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Put her on Ring of Honor. Where's Deeb? Where's Mercedes Martinez? That's where she belongs. Joseph Taylor with the $3 Super Chat. He loves uh, Haley Cameron. Great. Thank you, bro. Uh, Francis Lou with a $5 Super Chat. What do you call it when WWE does a London show? John Cena shilling WrestleMania the same year when AEW does all in. The AEW effect. It's back. Yes. Yeah, it is. Robert Lamoa with the $2 Super Chat. What if John Moxley brings in Sammy Callahan for help? You got no fucking complaints from me? Sammy Callahan in a fucking steel cage match? Sign me up. Yeah. Rajan Hamid with a $13.99. JD and Jesse, I just left the Rampage taping. Big Bill had match of the night. Uh-oh. Oh, please. We love Big Bill. I do. I don't believe he had the match of the night, though. I haven't seen it. I'm... I'll take your word for it. I'll check it out. Uh, Cisco with a $2 super chat. I hope MJF tries to kiss Adam like the Bucks did. No. Probably will. Robert Lamar with a five. Who got the most annoying? Whoa. Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes or Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Seth Rollins. 
for sure. Omega Con with a $5 Super Jack question. JD and Jesse, do you recommend getting Fight Forever on PS4 or get a PS5 first, then get the game? Uh, I would recommend you get a next generation console as they are now yeah. a lot easier to come by. Yeah, if you're going to get a PS5, get it. Yes. I mean, don't buy any more don't, PS4 don't games. Not, do not buy any old generation consoles or games, please. No, 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 no. Dr. Glorious with a $5 Super Chat. I think at the beginning of the show, Darby planted a seed telling us that Keith Lee will be getting a push. I hope you're right. Hollywood guy with a $2 Super Chat. Your thought on the Creed Brothers leaving NXT. What's next? Uh, I don't know, Hollywood guy. I think the Creed Brothers are fucking boring, honestly. Talented, but boring. They're like, uh, they got no charisma whatsoever. They're so fucking vanilla, blah. Their, their presentation is blah. What are they? Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Jesse is more handsome than Larry the Dog. Stop sucking up, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. I appreciate that. Hollywood Eric. Is ugly. Hollywood Eric with the three months. Jesse and JD, the best tag team and legends in the IWC. You make my Wednesdays great. What do you think if Ryback ever came to AW to face Goldberg? Uh, no. Uh, where's my camera? Uh, no. <laughs> Come on. Lost it. John 10 with the $2. Cody, can I ask you a question? Okay. Cody, can I ask you a question, Cody? That's what he wanted. Ah, I see. Clint Bond with a 499. You into seven dust. Yes, I am. If so, favorite album. Home. Album number two, Clint. Uh, Hollywood Eric with the $5 Super Jazz. Jesse, your tacos are dry tonight in the beer garden. New York-style pizza is the way to go. JD, take a shot with me. Cheers to my three months in the venue. Uh, I'm sorry the tacos are dry, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get on that. I've never made a dry taco in my life. <laughs> British Ever. Davis with a five. No message. Thank you, British. Jason Barker with a five. And we come up with a plan to get people out of the wrestling matrix mindset. I don't know how we do that, brother. I have no idea how we do that, man. The wrestling matrix matrix is real. Honestly, it is real. I think everybody's just fucking stupid, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Caesar. Oh, no, no. Seizure your property with a $5 super jet. WWE sold 80K, 90K, 100K twice. Why would Vince McMahon and Nick Khan be worried about Tony Khan selling 75,000 tickets. Um, property. All of WWE's numbers are fabricated, bro, through the beginning of time. They never sold 100,000 in any venue ever. I don't know where you're getting the information from. Plus, it don't matter. They want to be the only ones to ever do that. WrestleMania so. 32 did not sell 100,000 tickets. Uh, Raven VTuber says, I still got to get my PS5 disc version. I have a, I have a disc drive... PS5, and I gotta be honest, I have not bought a single disc game yeah. since I got the PS. Everything's downloaded. Yeah, but me, me too. That being said, I do not regret getting my disc version because it plays my HD Blu-ray movies. So yeah. if you if you have HD Blu-ray movies or Blu-ray movies at all, it still plays those movies in my entertainment center. So it's still worth getting. Yeah. But I have not I have not gone to GameStop or Best Buy and bought a hard disc video game since. So no. 
Steven Brewer with five months. Hey, JD, Jesse, keep up the great job. You guys do together and individually. OTS is the place to be. Thank you, Steven, for five months, brother. DL Bain with a 499. Hey, Jesse, how do you think Leo Rush will do in Impact? I think he'll do fine. Um, well, he's over there now? Yeah, yeah. They That's get Leo Rush, and they already got him in the main event picture. They, they good... seem to partner him up with um, Nick Aldis. That's a good pickup. Yes, yes. I think he'll do great. He came off in his debut match as he came off as a heel in this match, but then came back later in the show in the main event and um, seemed to have partnered himself with with Nick Aldis. So um, it should be good. It should be good. They got a good spot set up for him at Slammiversary. He's already getting a title match at Slammiversary. Nice. DL Bain with a 499. Thank you, brother. Uh, Joseph with a five. Vince McMahon and Nick Khan had a heart attack when they saw AEW sold over 75,000 tickets for all in. Uh, I don't think they had a heart attack, but uh, they got petty as fuck. I'll tell you that, Joseph. Very, 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 very petty. Yeah. Uh, Clint Bond with a 499. What about Soundgarden? Chris Cornell was an amazing vocalist. Uh, Chris Cornell was very good, Clint, but I thought Chris Cornell was overrated. I don't think he was as good as everybody made him out to be. I, th I think he's another one of them singers that, you know, ended his life way too early and people fucking uh, put him on a pedestal, honestly. Uh, Chris Cornell, he's got a good voice, man, but uh, I prefer someone like a Miles Kennedy a thousand times more than Chris Cornell. Cisco with the $2 super chat. Barry, uh, Pharaoh or Larry? Pharaoh. Which dog would you keep? Pharaoh. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, a soft spot for, uh, what is that, a husky? Yes. Yes. Dogs? They, uh, yes. They, they are fucking gorgeous dogs. Yes. Yes. Is 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 Pharaoh a husky or a white shepherd though? It I I don't know. You got to look that up. You got to look that up. I have no clue. Yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was a husky. That's a good question. Let me see. Uh, Jedi Joker with a five dollar super chat. I'm at work and my headphones were dead until now. I missed the show and the review, but I'm going to rewatch as soon as I end. Did I miss anything major? Uh, you didn't really miss anything major, Jedi. Dude, Pharaoh looks like a white German Shepherd, bro. Really? Okay. Well, still, cute dog. That's amazing. Yeah. That is a gorgeous looking dog. Kurt Cobain is one of the worst guitar players of all time and singers of all time. Please. Nirvana was terrible. Do not mention Nirvana in my presence. I can't listen to Nirvana. Such an overrated fucking band, man. Jesus Christ. Alice in Chains is better than Nirvana. Same genre, same fucking, you know, Seattle fucking grunge vibe. Yet Alice in Chains doesn't get mentioned nearly half as much as Nirvana does in the same fucking vein, right? In the same discussion. What are we doing? Yeah. Sue me. Um, Hollywood Eric. $5 Super Chat. JD, do it. Yell at him for the dry tacos and saying Larry the dog is ugly. Please threaten to replace him. Then say, I don't even know why I come here. Fucking, uh, you want to see a gorgeous dog? Look at fucking Pharaoh. That dog is fucking gorgeous. Man. Yeah, I think that's a shepherd. You, you know what? You know what Pharaoh is? Bolt from the movie. Who? The cartoon movie Bolt. The dog. Never heard of it. You never heard of the Disney movie Bolt? No. Wow. I get you've never seen it. You never even heard of it? Nope. Oh, Why wow, would I great. care about a Disney movie, bro? Really? 
you ever heard of Sleeping Beauty? Yes. You ever heard of Snow White? Yes. Why do you give a shit about those? Because that's a part of my childhood. Bolt? No. Yes. Yes. Try having kids, man. Bolt is a fantastic. Bro, I am out of touch, man. Bolt is a Bolt is a fantastic cartoon movie. That is a I, is I, a really good I, movie. Wasn't part of my childhood. I'll tell you that right now, man. I might have been depraved. I don't know. You don't gotta be a child. Go watch it. It's a really good fucking movie. That is a really good kids movie, man. Uh, Justin with a four nine nine. JD, question: Who sings this Echo song that you recently just played? Also ordered Spider Man two on Monday. Hope you guys have a great weekend, Justin. That is uh, Cole Roland. Who sings Echo? Anyway, that's all we got. That's all the Super Chats. Thank you, guys. Going right to the Mustang Dark Horse Fund. I appreciate you. Never heard of Bolt. No. No. You ever heard of The Incredibles? Yes, I have. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, was that a part of your childhood? No. Okay. Well, how'd you hear about The Incredibles? Because my mom likes The Incredibles, bro. Bolt is a really good movie, man. It's all the Incredibles, but both is really good movie. Anyway, we're about to get out of here, man. I got uh, stuff to uh, finish up here, and I got some Destiny to play. I got to get my new uh, exotic scout rifle. Oh, oh I got to get mine. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to get the fish. Follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Uh, you'll see me in the sub boxes tomorrow with Extra. Hit that thumbs up. A thousand likes is the goal. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the memberships. Thank you for the recommitments to the VIP club. And go check out all the other content on the channel if you missed anything that we've done so far this week. Until Friday, next time you see me live, is Friday for SmackDown from Madison Square Garden. Appreciate you guys very much. Have a great Thursday. And I'll see you right back here on OTS. credit card bill.